Hi there, my name's Sharice and you're listening to the Beauty Me podcast. This week's guest is someone who's been blogging since 2011. Her name is Adrienne, but you'll probably know her as the Sunday Girl. Over on Instagram, Adrienne has over 27,000 followers, but the fascinating thing for me is that I've never actually seen her face. Her avatar is actually her lips, some very nice lips, but the rest of her feed is literally flat lay after flat lay. She's like the flat lay queen. So if you're into beauty, it's definitely a must listen. And throughout the conversation, actually, we find out we've got quite a few things in common. So I hope you enjoy it. I think it's kind of one of those things that was always written in the stars for me. Um, my auntie, when I was a little girl, used to, you know how those pageant girls? Yeah. That was essentially me as a child. I used to do so many dance shows, competitions, all that sort of thing. And she would have me looking like a prize pig, honest to goodness. It was, <laughs> it was quite the same. And she used to let me like read her makeup bag and like nothing was off limits. Mm. I could have whatever I wanted because it washed off. and. I've been really fortunate that that's always been my family's attitude. It's just makeup. It's harmless. I mean, I didn't get to go to school with full beat and huge eyelashes or anything like that, but it's always sort of been in the background Mm. in my life. And Mm. then when I went to secondary school, I had quite bad acne. Mm -hmm. And again, fortunately, my mum was really understanding. And I've wore foundation since I was like 13. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's just always been and then it just sort of naturally progressed into a career. Mm. It's weird because um, I don't know if you saw the last podcast that I did was actually a little bit about my history. And it sounds mm-hmm. so um, similar because I danced from like the age of four. No way. Um, so, you know, when you dance and you put on the shows, it's a full yeah. face. Like, yep. yep, you look like, you know, whatever happened to Baby Jane. But... <laughs> you know it's it's part of it you get the dress made for you you get the leotards and it's the makeup and it's the hair and the glitter yeah it's all that glitter yeah and then I also had acne I still get it now but I've had acne on and off from age 11 or 12 so so annoying especially when you are into like the whole dancing and things because unfortunately I stopped dancing because I got so self-conscious of Mm -hmm. my skin issues and also puberty hitting and putting on weight and obviously as a dancer you know it's just you don't they don't really want you to put on weight because so I'm kind of sad yeah I've always regretted that to be honest that's always been a I don't like to have regrets but if I had one it would be that just stopping um but I think you become so self-conscious your body's changing your skin's changing and you can't hide that so I think it's cool that your mum was so understanding and she didn't say no, you know, you can't wear makeup. Yeah. It's so strange, though, that the dance industry is the one place where I don't feel like body positivity or acceptance has really, like, filtered in yet. I feel like it's still very much, you have to be a size six, you can't be over five foot four. Like, it's bizarre. Well, same with gymnasts. Totally. You're you're done, pretty much. Yeah. I think gymnasts, though, with all the landing and stuff, it affects mm. their bones, doesn't yeah. it? I yeah. don't know. Maybe it doesn't. But yeah, it's strange. So strange. It is. It's it's not it's not fair really because that's also a community that suffers from a lot of um, eating disorders. Yeah. So there's obviously an issue there. Something deep and dark, I would imagine. Yeah. Yeah. 
you mentioned your mum there. Was was your mum kind of like into beauty and stuff as well? No, no. She's mm. um, she's very much like she goes to Asda and buys whatever moisturizer is on right. offer. And like I can remember when I was little, she used to buy um Avon glimmer sticks, which is like <laughs> a retractable eyeliner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I used to sneak into the bathroom and draw moustaches on myself because I thought like. <laughs> <laughs> I really didn't know what it was for. So oh. that's kind of my mum's very natural and like right. yeah. Whereas like me and my sisters are very like, let's see how much makeup we can get on my yeah, face. Very committed. Yeah. <laughs> was there someone in your life when you were growing up that like maybe in your personal life or on TV that you kind of wanted to emulate with your style as you were sort of playing with beauty? I really uh, and to this day, I still want to be her, Jennifer Lopez. When I was about nine, I think, mm-hmm. she came out in that um, Versace dress. Oh, and yeah. that was it. I was like, that is the woman I want to be. <laughs> I have spent the last 20 years trying to get that glow. Oh, gosh, tell me about it. She's such a goddess. And she's 50. I mean, I know. it's ridiculous. Know. Whatever she is selling, I am buying, literally. <laughs> J-Lo Glow, do you remember the fragrance? Yes, I do. What happened? I don't know. It was I horrible. I I bought but... it. Oh, it's so soapy. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> but I always wonder, I mean, with everyone bringing out a beauty brand right now, I, I don't know why she yeah. doesn't have a makeup range. Come on, the glow. She did with um, Iglot. did like a massive collab last year, but it was very, oh. I don't know, it wasn't, it was on brand, but mm. it wasn't pushed as hard as it should have been and I guess maybe just the wrong time I think yeah. if it came out now with Hustlers yes it would have been bigger hopefully she brings out a skincare range or something that'd be amazing she, yeah she has to to be honest the yeah. way you know she has to Gaga's got a brand obviously Fenty yeah. is ridiculously huge yeah. JLo needs to do that totally I think she could t- take the market because people grew up with her and then yeah. there's people her age that want to be her exactly everyone well. younger wants to be her people her yeah. age want to be her so, she's missing a trick. Yeah, yeah. She's really she's really missing a trick. So what was it that you sort of back then? Was it the dress? Was it her skin? Was it what was it about her back then for um, you, nine year old you? I think it was because she was so different. Mm. She wasn't Christina Aguilera sticks in, she wasn't mm. Britney Spears, mm. she wasn't I can't really remember how so I think that was like round about the same time as like Paris Hilton and Nicole okay. Richie wasn't yeah and I was never ever going to be either of those and I mm. thought I could be Jennifer Lopez I mm. can't but now you know me thought she could yeah she was just sort of like urban cool and when you grew up in a big city it mm. felt more relatable because mm. mm. she did come from nothing and you thought mm, I can mm. kind of relate yeah yeah well she was but, a dancer as well wasn't she yeah well, that's, that's it awesome. yeah a fly girl wasn't she yeah I loved that, yeah. <laughs> I did. I've loved her all along, so yeah. I'll be watching when she's 70, no doubt. Oh, totally. <laughs> She'll probably still look 25. I know. <laughs> <laughs> One thing, like, I've been following you for a while. Um, and, you know, I see that you're, like, one of the queens of the flat lays um, <laughs> when it comes to just having your online presence. And I always want to know what Adrienne looks like. <laughs> And I wanted to know, where does that, did you, was that a conscious decision for you to be like, this is what my feed's going to be about. This is what my blog's going to be about. Because even on your blog, obviously, you take a lot of, you make a lot of effort with the images. But I'm sure 
all your followers are like, what does Adrienne look like? Apart from your Instagram um, yeah. a- avatar. So was that a conscious decision? Yeah, no. At the beginning, there used to be photos. But ah, I, I feel like... Back. Oh, no, they're, they're gone. They're gone, oh, I'm damn it. <laughs> <laughs> You know how one of those things where you fall into being too comfortable? Right. So I never, I never put a lot of photos up in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And when I started blogging, I had a full-time job. I okay. was at college. I was at university. Mm-hmm. So time-wise, the constriction was definitely there. And mm-hmm. sometimes you just don't want to put a full face on mm-hmm. to show people what an eyeshadow looks like. Yeah. You just don't. Yeah. And also photography back then was totally different. Mm, like mm. nobody had a big Canon camera or anything <laughs> like that. It was those daft ones with the little memory cards, yes. the digital like a Kodak or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then over the years, it just kind of became a thing, and now I kind of feel like I've backed myself into a corner. So I don't. Really? It was yeah. It was it was never an absolute conscious decision, mm, mm. but now it feels awkward to do it. If that makes sense yeah I totally get that but you know as you evolve so can your social presences and like true I, but I totally get what you mean because I have skin issues and I feel <laughs> like if I want to review a product people want to see it on and then I'm like well if I'm having a bad skin week I don't want to put all the makeup on so oh yeah. well I'll just leave it and then it just sort of falls further and further behind yeah. and then suddenly yeah, yeah the product's totally. old <laughs> And now it's like one of those things where there's like an anticipation. Oh, what does she look like? And it puts yes. so much pressure on me. Exactly. And I'm like, oh, you, you're gonna. I I totally get it. I totally get it. I think I just feel that you could go for it purely because you know, as limited as as our online relationship is, we don't really know mm-hmm. each other. It's like I I I would like to see what you look like because I think you seem like <laughs> a really cool person. And thank you. You know your influences like you're into JLo so am I but that's a very (laughs) I get it and I'm like why would you put yourself up there because there's bound to be that could be someone that says something that's not that pleasant because there's always someone of course I think though the older you get the less you care it's more I don't actually care what other people think it's more like you know how when you take a selfie and it looks fine Uh. and then you look at it again and again and again and you're like who is this monster (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's the problem it's not what other people think it's my it's own problems you, yeah yeah I but i'm thinking about it i'm thinking think, about it i think you should because i want to come and photograph you so yeah i want that to happen that yeah so that'd be really a good way to do it i think yeah but <laughs> i get it because you know what i do i go back through my feed and yeah. there might be a picture that you know for for little old me it might have had like 70 likes which is pretty good for me yeah. and i'll delete it because i'm like no no i don't like that anymore that's like it, what was that? I thinking? <laughs> yeah, yeah. A digital reminder of that time you had bad eyebrows or something. Yeah. Oh, my hair was frizzy. Or and I'll <laughs> pick. I don't know if you're a nitpicker, but oh, totally. You know, we're I'll, so cruel I'll to ourselves. In. That's it, and nobody else is. Mm. I don't think. I don't even think the worst troll mm. can be as hard on you as yourself. Yeah. No way. So I have see you... that and then have you been someone like have do you have you ever sort of experienced like negative self-talk do you think you can be tough on yourself I am a perfectionist so it doesn't matter what it is everything in my life has to be just how I want it or I stress out so yeah okay Okay. but I don't necessarily think it's a a bad thing 
I don't think it's the worst thing. No. It can slow you down. I think it helps yourself evolve, though. Yeah. I, I think if you're just so like, yeah, it's fine, it'll do. Mm-hmm. You don't get you don't get to move along yeah. and be a better version. So. Yeah. But yeah, no, I don't really experience much trolling or anything like that. Again, it could be the slightly anonymous presence or mm. just the fact that I don't really do too much. For mm. people to troll, Twitter yeah. can be a little bit hit and miss. People, everybody's got an opinion on Twitter. Oh God, yeah. But I don't, I don't actually mind it. I think it's quite healthy. Mm-hmm. I think if everybody agrees with you, it's a bit boring. Yeah, we don't need to agree. I think you and I chat quite often on Twitter, mm-hmm. and we don't yeah. all, you don't, you're not always going to agree, but you can have a conversation, and there's a That's respect it. there. That's yeah. it. Um, a healthy debate. Thing. I do worry about accents. If I'm honest, that's like. The yeah. thing because Scottish accents aren't really that prevalent. Further no. south, you could. Whenever I'm in London, people are always like, "Oh, you're Scottish," and you're like, "Yep, you am." <laughs> <laughs> no, I just play one in TV. Like it's so bizarre. No, it's true. I mean, I guess that's the same for how you know, like I'm a mixed race woman. I don't often <laughs> see myself on TV, but yeah, yeah, I don't often hear. You don't Scottish do you? accents. Think of all the big beauty houses and all the advertisements they do. Oh, God. How no. many Scottish or <laughs> Northern one. Irish accents do you hear? No. Yet both countries are part of the UK. Gosh, none. See, it's none. bizarre. It's bizarre. Yeah, that is, that's not cool. I mean, I actually no. had a thing about my accent because I was born in Birmingham, but I wasn't raised here. Okay. And then I've spent a lot of time in London. But when I'm in London... I'll say certain words and they'll be like, oh, that's funny. Like, I'll say podcast. Oh, really? Or bath. I'm going to okay, have a bath think... or grass. And it's like, oh, that's oh, right, so okay. funny. I'm like, well, why? <laughs> but <laughs> we can be judgy. Yeah. It's, it's very dog eat dog, isn't it? Mm. But it's true. I don't even, even on TV, if I hear a Welsh person doing the news, I'll be like, oh, wow, that's, yeah, that's different. I think there has to be, I understand why it's done. Mm. It's easier to film in London because you have all the facilities, you have all the people you need, so it just makes sense to use people that are based there. But Mm. I think it would be nice for little Scottish girls, little Irish girls, boys as well, mixed race people to see themselves on TV. As you say, representation is so important, especially when you're young. Yeah. You just want to be accepted. You don't want to feel like, oh, when you walk in a room, nobody yeah. in here is the same sort of oh, thing gosh that's yeah that's been the story of my life but I, I never thought of yeah. it from the accent point it's oh the accent point's not as important but it's definitely a nuance I think mm. should be discussed mm. I think things might change a little bit only because um, my background is like lots of hair and beauty journalism and mm-hmm. I went to an event recently and I met a hairdresser who had just finished working on a film and she said, because London is getting so ridiculous with um, red tape and also pricing for, right. you know, hiring not only equipment and the actual actors themselves, but also like, you know, when you have to pay to shoot on a street or something. Yeah, to close it um, down sort of thing. Yeah. So now they're going to Manchester. Really? Because, yeah. Yeah. A lot of people... A lot of people are looking more regionally just to cut costs. Um, That's I exciting. Think, even Peaky Blinders, which is about Birmingham, apparently it's yeah. shot in Stockport. Is it? Yeah. Oh, so I didn't know that. Maybe over time, just through essential things like having to keep costa, maybe they will start working with more regional 
people, but that's yeah. a bit sad for the reason in the world rather mm. than done it because they wanted to rather than yeah. tokenism almost. Yeah. I'm not a fan of but, that. I don't well, like that's the ongoing thing with this that word diversity. It's like I'm mm. very wary of things just being trends. Like yeah. if you think about the beauty industry, I think Rihanna has been amazing. Totally. Um, because she has changed things and she's kicked people up the backside. But I'm still wary. It's nice to see a brown face amongst four in a magazine, you know, <laughs> an advert. It's That's nice. Yeah. But five years from now, I, I want to assume that it's a given. I don't want to think that's nice. That's nice to see yeah. someone, you know, it's, so I'm very wary. And I think some people do it because they feel they have to do it, not because they want to do it. Oh, and definitely. not because... And that that just doesn't sit well with me. Don't do it because you feel that that's expected. Do it because there's people there that want to be and need to be represented because the whole of the UK, in fact, the whole of the world isn't white. No. It's not right. I don't, it really upsets me and I am a white woman, so. Yeah. That's the thing. It's like, I think only Glossier does it without even thinking about it. It's just. That's it. It's just done. But everyone else, I do, I think you're right. I think a lot, well, we need to do this. Because everybody's mm -hmm. talking about yeah. it. No, I don't want you then. Just keep doing what you're doing because we will find brands that do support us or we'll make our own. That's exciting though. That, yeah. That's it. That's what I was going to say. There's a lot of indie brands mm. sort of pushing their way in because they're realising the big brands aren't listening. So they have to cater to people that need products mm. that aren't there. And I think that's just so exciting to see small like kind of grassroots mm. movements. And mm. They tend to be far more innovative yeah so i think that's i think that natural beauty is going to be like the biggest shifts in the next couple of months i'm not a massive fan of natural beauty but okay there you go tell me why you're not a massive fan of it i don't like this whole clean sort of hype word where it doesn't really mean much yes i don't think chemicals have to be like pushed as the bad guy like oh yeah. my god it's scaremongering I think it definitely is. And I think a lot of natural ingredients might not be good for you anyway. Yeah. I, I think we're all we're all hung up in the wrong things. Yes. I think if, if a product's good for you and works, why does it have to be clean, so to speak, or mm. natural? Mm. It, it doesn't make much of a difference to me. All I care about is are the people making it well treated were animals hurt or not that mm. sort of thing I think that's the biggest importance mm, mm. and also like the economical like footprints or so to speak like mm. but as for actual scaremongering mm, not a fan so you mentioned independent brands obviously anyone can go to your feed and you've got so many products on there so many brands but have you got any favorites or any new brands that you think we should be looking out for um, off the top of my head, I don't know if you've heard of them. It's like Bye Bye. Yes, I bought one product of them so far. I, bought... I quite enjoy their stuff. Okay, what do you like? I quite like that it is cruelty-free, it's vegan, it's very aesthetically pleasing, but it actually is result-driven. Do you know what, though? Do you know what I have been really funny about recently? Mm -hmm. I've been trying to explore more budget sort of brand yeah. I feel like I feel like I waste so much money oh, on products in general yeah. and I'm trying to be like more sustainable so to speak yeah if I don't need it I'm not buying it and I'm 
cutting back on what I accept, sample wise, that okay. sort of thing. Okay. So I've been in like places like Superdrug and kind of experimenting with their own brands and mm-hmm. just to see is the quality there or mm. have I became a brand snob. It's kind of like a personal experiment, so to speak. Oh, cool. Yeah, it's been quite fun. So do you, where do you stand on that? Because I did, I was reading the other day and someone was like, look, if a product costs more, it's because the ingredients cost more and that brand has chosen mm. to invest. And then I'm like, but then you'll see, you know, comparisons online and pretty much the ingredients might be the same for two products, but the price yes. difference could be like four times as much. I mean, surely brands like The Ordinary kind of dispel that. Yeah, they but then people are still not sure about the ordinary. They're like, "Why is it so cheap?" <laughs> oh, okay. I I don't know. Like, I don't really think of it that way mm. because I mean, when you think about mascara, mm. you said that mascara formulation can't go any further. You're now paying for the brush. <laughs> yeah. So surely that's applicable to say here. Yeah. yeah. I mean, how much further can it go? Put all the oils in it. Mm. I don't know. I, I do believe. And using what you love. Mm. I don't think, I think it's a bit like fast fashion. Beauty definitely went that way. Yeah. Where we're just such a throwaway society. Yeah. And it's like, this foundation came out on Monday, but oh no, my friends are using this one and I buy a new one on Wednesday. Mm. At the beginning of my career, I was totally that way inclined. Mm-hmm. But now I think you have to kind of give, a, give products a chance and mm. be, we all need to stop wasting so much. Yeah, I, I actually do feel very guilty because every time you buy something, it happens to be, most of the time it's in plastic. And I'm like, yeah. where is it going afterwards? And why aren't brands offering refills? That blows my mind. You can buy glass bottles of foundation, mm. but there's no such thing as a refill yet. Perfume can be refilled. Mm. So technically, couldn't there be a way to do that? Maybe that's the future. I don't know. I think it has to be. I think it really has to be. We buy a glass. Most foundations are in a glass bottle mm-hmm. or a tube, a plastic tube. Yeah, plastic one, yeah. So they should be refills. Like maybe get rid of the plastic tubes, put everything in glass mm-hmm. bottles and we return it to the brand because that's a great way for them to measure loyalty as well. Yeah, yeah, totally like lush with their little black pots. Yeah. And yeah, I think, I think Kiehl's do something similar too. Okay. And, and that you can take back for empty Yeah, six. yeah. So I think more brands should be using systems like that. I think they have to be told to. Do you? I think it has to become law or something because literally even when it comes to bath products, it's like I really tried hard with um, the Lush products Mm -hmm. and some of the soaps, but some of them they just end up disintegrating and melting. and So in a dash, I might go and buy a a Sanex shower gel. I'm like, right, well, I've used that now and that's... Big, big ass piece of plastic. That's true, isn't it? Yeah. Shampoo and conditioner. That yes. conditioner, particularly for me, my hair is really, really long and really, really dry. So you go through it, so yeah. I go through a bottle of wash. Yeah, that's like most black women, really actually. But is it really? Yes, we go through a lot of conditioner, but see, you learn something every day. Yeah, seriously, look it up. But the issue I is. Will. We're bringing out larger bottles. I'm like, okay, I understand, but it's still going to be a big piece of plastic when it's finally yeah. done. And that's only two washes anyway. So, <laughs> um, I mean, it is a half, but yeah, I tried 
Did you try the solid conditioner bars? I don't think it did anything. I can't use those. I think they. I've. I think I tried it a long, long time ago, and I felt that my hair was just lank. Like yes. I needed to wash it again. Yeah. So. Some things, I mean, there's some amazing brands out there that are sulfate free and this and that, but I think the only time it comes to like refilling is perhaps for some of the hair salons, they can make arrangements with some of the, that's where you've got to go. You've got to go to the manufacturers that are also dealing with the hair salons because Mm. if they change everything, then it might have a, perhaps we could go to a local hair salon to get a refill. I don't know. That'd be quite good for the salons, though, because then you're having a repeat customer. Exactly. Chances yeah. If you're getting a refill, you'll be like, oh, well, yeah. just give me a trim yeah. or whatever. Yeah. I do think, as you say, it probably has to come from the customer or the government. Yeah. Hey, I just hey. hope something changes. Yeah. It's just when I see those videos of beaches full of plastic. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Makes you feel so bad. Yeah. Because you realise you've contributed as well. Yeah. Every day. Yeah. But okay, let's move on to sort of happier stuff. (laughs) (laughs) What's your go-to face? Like when you want to spend time on your face or you're going out with your friends or whatever, what's the face that you're like, yeah, this is the one that makes me feel... Like makes you feel like good. Yeah. Whether it's the products or the style of makeup, what do you... What's your go-to? I quite like... Weirdly, even though I don't have the best skin... Okay. I don't actually like a heavy base. Yeah. This is this is probably a bizarre mindset, but I kind of think if you put a lot of foundation over blemishes, mm-hmm. it looks worse. Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. But sometimes it's all you've got because you're yeah. so stressed and you Self-conscious. have to go out. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, one hundred percent. But I kind of like I like to see the blemishes because. Again, probably weird. I think they make you look beautiful because you don't really see somebody 40 plus with blemishes. So mm. therefore, mm. in my little warped mm. mind, yeah. makes me look about 12. Yeah. So I like, I like, I like a, quite a light base yeah. because my skin's combination. So sometimes okay. it can be dry and then really, yeah. really oily. So I yeah. don't know how much powder, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But in terms of style, I'm a massive believer in lips or eyes. Right, okay. I, I don't really have the face for a lot of makeup, which I don't know if other people feel that way. But some people can wear a lot of makeup and look great. Yeah. I look like... Have you ever seen that episode of The Simpsons where Homer shoots Marge in the face with a gun? No. <laughs> the makeup gun? Right, you have to Google it. I'm going to look like. it up. That's what I look like. You okay. too much. <laughs> I might have to put a picture of that up um, yeah. for your episode. <laughs> I'll send you it. I'll send you it. Cool. It's so funny. Um, but yeah, I quite like a bronzy glowy look. I quite cool. like, I kind of like that kind of boho beachy. Yeah. Even if it's December, I'm still like, eh, bit fake tan. Oh, oh God, the producers just show me the picture. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Like, it's a Homer's makeup gun. Like. Brilliant. <laughs> so what's your ideal base then? You know, you're saying you like to keep it light. Have you got a specific mm. product you like to use? I am a massive fan of mixing. I don't really use one at a time. Yeah. I quite like to add a bit of liquid highlighter. Mm-hmm. See, I don't use, I don't really use concealer. So. Right. I just, I don't, I don't find it does much for me. Okay. I'll maybe put it on my under eyes if I've been like up longer than I should have been. Yeah, yeah. Other yeah. than that, I just don't find it that helpful. Right. But I 
yes, it's like clothes. Everybody finds what's comfortable on their skin, yeah. what works for them, what their own style is. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I quite like to kind of like mix. I really like Charlotte Tilbury's Wonder Glow. Yes, I've only and ever had a sample, but I loved it. Oh gosh, it's so it just makes you look alive. You know, when your skin's like dull and grey yes. in the middle of November. Yes. It just makes you look alive. I love mixing that into things. Okay. Sometimes I'll grab like two foundations because I don't know if you ever get this, but some days I'll be like warmer toned. Yeah, completely. And, and then and then the next day I'll have like a weird green tint to my skin. <laughs> yeah. So I kinda like to mix in like colour correctors. Yeah. yeah. Basically I just pretend I'm Picasso in the morning. <laughs> So you like a colour corrector. I've never, I don't know if I need one. I guess I always think you use colour correctors for either very dark circles or mm-hmm. um, red areas. But what do you yeah. find? Okay. I like to kind of mix and match. Um, sometimes I'll put a little bit of like, this is again a weird combination. I'll take banana powder and mix yeah. it in with normal powder so it's sheerer okay and it just kind of like lifts my face a little okay i have quite a bit of redness especially in the winter from like blowing your nose and yeah just, yeah like, yeah the scottish element so <laughs> i'll put a little bit of green a little bit of green color corrector oh. the other ones are like purple is really good for like sallow skin and like darker skin um right it, there's something for everybody but basically sometimes i just i just mix them in for the fun of it i won't yeah. bite you I love to do fun. that as well. It's fine. It's just makeup. And your skin, like you say, your skin can change from day to day or if, yeah. you know, at least month to month because, mm-hmm. and obviously living in the UK, you know, when the summer comes, I get browner and then two months later, my forehead's still brown, but the rest of my face is yellow. <laughs> and yeah, it's like you kind of like learn to mix and match depending on the day. I think it, I think everybody is like that to an extent. I've never really seen anybody with perfectly uniform skin. No. I mean, if they are, they're, they're entirely blessed. But <laughs> I'm like you. I have like little weird bits of my skin that are darker than others. Mm. And hands never fade evenly. Even if I try my best. Like I'm a massive advocate of SPF. I don't yep. sunbathe. I I used to when I was younger. I used to go to the sunbed. Mm, the whole mm, thing. Mm-hmm. But now, like. I try my best to kind of reverse the damage. Yeah. But your skin just hands, even if you don't have that intention. Oh, it never fades. It never fades equally. No, same here. Mm-hmm. I've got like 10 different skin tones across my body, I think. Depends so. <laughs> <laughs> on the exposure. Yeah. What's your favourite skincare product right now? Um... What do I use, like, daily or just my f- absolute favourites? Well, what's your... The thing that, like... Often people choose something that if they have to fly, that's the product they're taking. Or the one thing that if they've got nothing else, they know this product makes a difference to their skin. Mm-hmm. I don't know if a lot of people would agree, but for me, it has to be a cleanser. Mm. I cannot deal with my skin feeling tight or dirty. Mm-hmm. I would I will skip moisturizer. If it was only one product, mm-hmm. I would pick um, Eve Lom's cleansing band. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. It smells a bit funky. but it does something to my skin Mm, mm. same with the emma hardy one yeah the maraca yeah Yeah. i really really like that one too yeah but yeah i have to be clean i sometimes at the end of the day my skin starts to feel tight and i cannot wait to go home and wash my face oh god i hate that feeling it's just like oh get it off around the nose it's like my spf's collected yeah (laughs) it's a whole thing yeah 
do you like those because you like actually the action of rubbing it in and then taking off with the cloth? Do you use the muslin cloths? Yes. Yeah. I, I just feel it's a more thorough cleanse. Mm. And I kind of like the whole ritual of it. It feels yeah. more luxurious. Yeah. I don't know. It just kind of feels like what you do when you're an adult. Like, <laughs> you know, when you're little and you've got your cleaner cell and you're like, Ooh, oh, God, look at yeah. me. And your face is so tight afterwards. Oh, oh. my God. Peeling. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, clear to sell was not a good time. No, no. I, I, I don't know why I thought that worked. Because you were told. Remember, yeah. there used to be adverts. They, they, <laughs> think about it though. There used to be adverts for spotty skin. I can't remember the last one I've seen in a long time. Oh God, yeah, me neither. Clear to sell used to be. What was the other one? Proactive. Do you yes, that? the American one. Yeah, I actually bought that stuff. Did it work? So no. I think no, they all not. dry your skin out, and they don't deal with. That, do you know what I mean? It's just super cleansing, get out all the gunk, but then you've also pulled out all of your natural oils and your poor skin (laughs) is like, produce oil, produce oil. (laughs) And then you end up in the the same situation. It's just a vicious circle. You may as well just put toothpaste on if you're going to do that sort of level of (laughs) damage. Yeah, just stick with the toothpaste. (laughs) So... Given obviously all everything we've talked about, I know you said you 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 yourself also suffer suffer with skin issues. <laughs> when is there the time that you do feel the most beautiful? Have you got a time when you feel most beautiful? Again, a lot like my skin, it kind of depends on the mm. month or day to day. But maybe not the most beautiful, but the happiest mm-hmm. when I'm freshly cleansed. And, and this is a weird one. And no pajamas. I oh, love gosh. no pajamas. <laughs> I feel like the fanciest person in no pajamas. On that note, I'm gonna say goodbye. I'm so glad that no we. No problem. So glad that we made it happen. Thank um, you so much for having me. And I'm looking forward to actually meeting you face to face. Yes, you have to come up to Glasgow. Hopefully, we'll both be having good skin days. <laughs> we can only pray. <laughs> yeah. But you know. Um, yeah I just really appreciate you taking the time and I'm sure the listeners will love finding more out about you so thanks so much Adrian thank you so much speak to you soon take care bye-bye bye okay so I hope you guys love listening to that episode with Adrian please do check her out on Instagram at the Sunday girl UK and check out her blog. Next guest is someone I'm super excited about, the hair historian. But for now, I would love it if you could keep leaving reviews, keep subscribing to the show. And I love hearing from you on Instagram. Always welcome to you sliding into the DMs with any suggestions on any shows you've listened to. Some of you have been amazing actually at pointing out some little mistakes that came up. So I do appreciate that. In the meantime, follow us at Beauty Me Podcast or you can follow me, No Grace Kelly, on Instagram and I'll see you next episode. Bye.